In today's episode, we're speaking to William Tingle. William is the creator of Sub2Deals.com, a website specializing in products and training for creative finance investors for over 20 years. He is a recognized expert in the creative real estate technique known as Subject 2. He is the most sought-after creative finance coach specializing in Subject 2 on the subject on the planet. Let's speak to William and find out how he changed his life by changing his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, I'm so excited. We have the amazing William Tingle. Welcome, William. Hey, Gul. How are you? I'm super excited to be speaking to you. And you're, it's so early in the morning for you all the way in Florida. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, it's pretty early here today, but that's cool. It's, it's beautiful. It's another beautiful day in Florida. Oh, awesome. We actually have a wonderful day here in London as well today, surprisingly. Well, William, everyone's heard how amazing you are from the intro, but in your own words, please tell everybody what it is that you do. Uh, I'm a real estate investor and a trainer. Uh, got into real estate investing over 20 years ago and you know, took to it like a duck to water and just loved it. Wonderful, wonderful. And so I want to go, I want, I want to start early. You know, I know you've, you know, you've gone through your intro and everybody knows how, or, you know, all the accolades you received and how well you've done, how wonderful you are. But obviously it takes a lot of work and a lot of mindset work to get to this position. So I wanted to start your journey. How did it all start for you? How did you, what did you get start doing and how did you end up in real estate? Well, it, it is an interesting story. Mine is uh, I actually quit school in the ninth grade. Oh, wow. Really? Listen, yeah, I have a ninth grade education. Uh, mm. First year of high school is all I got. My, I had an abusive situation at home. Mm-hmm. Long story, but I was 15 years old. I couldn't stand to live in that anymore. I quit school, ran away from home, mm. spent the first three years until I turned 18 hiding, basically trying to avoid having to get sent back home. Uh, and then just just worked. I mean, I had to work to survive. So, you know, I had a series of jobs, but I've always been very, if you work, you know, that that trap people fall into, mm. you work hard, you'll get promoted, you'll make more money, mm. but you're really just a slave to a job. But I did that until I was in my thirties. And by that time I was married, had a couple of kids and but, you know, you're working for a living. You're barely making it. You're making a decent amount of money. I was making, you know, 60000 70000 a year mm. in Macon, Georgia in 1999, which is a lot of money for somebody mm. with a ninth grade education. Yeah. And uh, I just was looking for more than that. And at the time, there were a lot of late night infomercial real estate programs for sale on TV. And mm. I ordered one. And just started buying houses. And um, I set a goal to, to leave my job in 12 months. And I did. And uh, I have been doing real estate ever since. And, and did real estate and was very successful. And have started having a lot of people come to me to teach it. 
And so I started teaching and writing courses and started that as a secondary income mm-hmm. stream. So that's what I've been doing for the last 22 years. Wow. All right. So you, you've gone on a major part of your life. We just, just skipped over like, oh, just that's a, just a blase. But it's a major, major part. I'm going to go back to it. And the reason why I'm going to go back to it, because you just said for three years, you were pretty much homeless, hiding um, away from the system, trying to keep away from being sent back home. Now, we won't go into the abuse of your, what kind of abuse you had at home. But I do want to go into that young man who was hiding from the system, trying to keep himself away, yet did not fall into the trap of drugs alcohol you know other 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 abuse and you know because most children run away from home their stories are very very tragic you have the complete opposite story so I don't want you to um, diminish it I want you to talk about that's a major major part of your story because you would highlight what I talk about that as long as you work on yourself as long as you work on your mind doesn't matter where you're starting from your starting point is not that important it's the journey that you go through that's important where you end up so your starting point is not up to you but where you end up is up to you and you've clearly through your life in that two minute intro (laughs) probably summed that up I will need to unpack that for us talk us through you know um, how what kind, what was going through your mind and how did you not stay on the streets? How did you come out of the system? How did you prevent yourself from going down another path, which vast majority of children who run away from home do end up on? So why don't you right. just talk us through that? I'll tell you, though, it sounds really crazy. It probably doesn't to a lot of entrepreneurs who may listen to this, but even as a young person, your circumstances that you're born into, you know that you were meant for more. Of course, Uh, you know that you're going to be successful. You don't really know what that avenue is going to be. And I've just always had that sense Mm -hmm. that I can do better. I just never had the the desire. Of course, there were young people that did drugs and drank and I had all those friends, but they weren't the friends that I travel circles that I traveled in Uh, because just as at a young age, I knew that wasn't the path Mm -hmm. that would make you successful. Uh, but I believe most entrepreneurs I've met that have been successful, they just had a destiny mindset from early on that they knew they would make it. Circumstances may look pretty grim right now, hmm. uh, but you just have to make smart choices and drinking all weekend or all through the week or trying that new drug that everybody says is great isn't the path. Yeah, And so I focused on you know, when I ran away, I had a plan before I did it. Uh, I didn't just decide one day I was going to take off. I actually had a plan. You know, I'd put aside some money. I had found a place where I could rent a room and I knew where I was going. And from mm. that point, the next goal was to work enough to accumulate enough income to get an apartment and then so on and so on. And your, your life is a series of plans. If you don't plan, you just wander around aimlessly. So oh, wow. So I, I really want to take in the for a moment. At the age of 15, must have been you must have been right. 15 at That's the time. Right. Yeah, because my daughter's you know in year 10 and they we were a year ahead for me. So right. if you were left in year nine, you must be must be my 15 year old. So this 15-year-old boy boy had this foresight to accumulate some money, save up some money to be able to rent a room. Right. And then be able to have the, you know, the 
mental stability to go out and make money to be able to rent an apartment and rather being on the streets, actually going somewhere and have a plan to go somewhere. Right. I think that's an amazing mindset to begin with. Do you, do you have anybody who influenced you, taught you that, or was that just from the way you are and just the way you think? You know, I, I don't have a good example. My, my, I, my, my mother, you know, I was born to a teen mom. I mean, they married, but they were divorced before I was a year old. And my mm-hmm. father figure was my grandfather. And he was from the old school that kids are seen and not heard. So, you know, there wasn't much involvement there. Um, but you just you, you take your examples where you can get those mm-hmm. and whether that's a friend's parent or, or something else. Like I said, I, it's it's hard to articulate when you you just know that you you know it doesn't matter that I was born to a teen mom or that you know I, I'm lower middle class or I live on the wrong side of the tracks. I'm getting out of here and I'm going to mm. do something better. Uh, you know, I, I was having a conversation with my wife the other day. We were actually talking about pasts and backgrounds and why some people are successful and why others aren't. And I said, you know, the things that I learned that a lot of people learn uh, through either their family life or whatever, whether it's it's manners or, you know, what side of the plate the fork goes on or how to tie a tie or just social uh, graces, most of the things I learned from books or, you know, I was self-taught in a lot of things because I didn't want to be that 15 year old high school dropout that was on drugs or that, you know, you know, lived in a shack and, you know, just drove old, you know, beat up car. If I had, you know, I didn't want that life. Mm -hmm. And when you have a few things working against you, you have to work extra hard. So. You just have to make the effort to go out and get the education or get the knowledge if it just wasn't given to you at birth. I mean, I love what you said that you have to go out and get the education. I don't necessarily feel that schooling is the only form of education. There's there's other education that you need to acquire. And actually, I think most people's education starts after schooling. If I look back in my life, I would say my education really was more than outside of school than in school. In school, academically, I was very, very intelligent and very able, but I was quite dumb outside of school in terms of street smart. I had none. Right. And I've, I've accumulated a lot of education after my, my degree finished. And, um, and I think this is, that is the education that's important. And obviously self-taught, you know, through courses and seminars and whatever else that I've been attending. So I do agree with that. You have to go out and see where you're lacking knowledge and, um, and, and get the knowledge and then create the wisdom. Wisdom comes over time. Knowledge you can, you can acquire quite quickly. So let's move on from there now. So, so this young man who is now, you know, he, he's come out from the trenches, has built a, 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 you know, a conventional life of, you know, um, has a job, has a wife, has children. Now, how did you take the plunge um, to go from there on to having your own business? Now, you said you gave yourself 12 months to exit. But still, with the business, there's a lot of uncertainty. And especially, you know, now, now I know, uh, you know, with the 2007, 2008 crash that has happened across, especially in the US, it started from there and it hit the tumbling block on everywhere else because we suffered the after effects of it too. How do you deal with that? Did that not come to your mind that, or did you, did you leave before or after that? You know, just it was, it was before it was in 1999 that I bought my first uh, investment property. Uh, I'd only had 
uh, two or three houses. I mean, as far as actual homes before then, I didn't, I never wanted to really buy a house. I wasn't too into real estate uh, because of my background. I didn't think I would be a good parent. So I married a little late. I was almost 30 when I got married. Uh, but uh, really the plunge into real estate came from, well, a couple of things. One, you know, I look up at, at age 37, and I make a good income, but I live like most people. I, I spend most of what I make. I don't save a whole lot of money. Uh, I'm married. I've got two kids. They're both small. They're at the time they were uh, six and nine. And I just, I wanted to spend more time with them. I was, I'd worked my way up to, I was a director of operations for a uh, fast food chain. I covered an entire state, state of Georgia, drove a lot. I worked 60, 70 hours a week. Wow. So I, I wasn't home a whole lot. And like I said, while I made a decent income, we had a very middle-class lifestyle. And again, I wanted to have more than that. I want to mm-hmm. spend more time with my family. So just out of desperation, I ordered that course. I was up at two in the morning. I ordered the course and he says, you can buy houses with no money down, which was great because I didn't have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had good credit. I'd always paid my bills, but I didn't have a lot of money. So I took that course. I bought my first house 30 days later because key here is a lot of, and I see this with a lot of people that want to be real estate investors. They order courses, they pay for training, but they never act. Take on action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, statistically as, as a teacher, I know in the real estate realm that 97% of people who purchase training never buy a house. It's an astounding number, Hmm. but that just wasn't going to happen to me. You know, I bought the course. I said, if anybody can do it, I can do it. Uh, So I did. I went out, I bought my first house and then I did the math and I said, we need to downsize. We need to spend less so I can leave my job sooner because Hmm. if I can do this part-time, I can do a heck of a lot better full time. Hmm. So we sold our house. We moved into a safe, clean, not super nice apartment. Uh, We cut our expenses and I said, okay, I need to buy X number of houses this year at a certain amount in cash flow and I can replace our expenses that we need to live on. So I did that. I, I set that goal and we did that in 12 months. And that's how I left my job. And of course, once I left my job, the, the real estate business took off dramatically. Uh, so within a couple of years, you know, we were able to buy a really nice house. And then by then, all your friends are like, well, you're downsizing, you're living in this apartment, what's going on, what's happening, like you're losing everything. But then a couple of years later, when you buy a house, none of them can afford, they're like, okay, what are you doing now? So everybody's all of a sudden really interested, but that's, that's what happened. That's how I got into, you know, the, it's just the, 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 the total dissatisfaction with where you are just pushes you to do something more. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Mm, I love that. And I love the idea of the fact that you had a goal in mind and that required you to cut your uh, cut your uh, expenses, which meant downsize for you know for the couple of right. years. So you just have a but having the foresight. Okay, let's downsize for now. 
And then later on, we can always, uh, you know, once the business comes up, we can always buy. It. And you're able to right. downsize to something that was safe, but it wasn't great yet. Just within a couple of years, go ahead and buy a really nice place. And that's the that's the that's the idea that I think that entrepreneurs have. You know, the, I think a true entrepreneur is able to do things in the short term which other people will not, so that they can live the life in long term that other people cannot. Right. I, I think this is very very important um, distinguishing factor between true entrepreneur. And those wannabe entrepreneurs, and there's plenty of wannabe entrepreneurs out there, and they account for people who are buying these, you know, go from one shining object to the other and they keep shifting and keep moving ahead. Okay, so this is interesting. Now, tell us what kind of mindset do you think that puts, uh, you know, you know, you said that 97% of the people who buy a course, especially a real estate course, don't buy the first house. What's the distinguishing factor between the three percent who actually go on and act and those ten ninety sevens who don't? What do you think in terms of mindset? What kind of uh, what kind of characteristic does the do the three percent have? I think there are a variety of things. I think the first thing is that they don't have enough confidence that they can go out there and do it. Uh, and that's for various reasons. Mm. Maybe their background has something to do with it. Maybe they're just not super confident in general. But I think the biggest factor is the people that they surround themselves with. If they've got family, mm. if they've got a ton of friends, oh, that's that's a big you know scam. It doesn't work. And you know my friend tried that and lost everything they had. Don't do it. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, one of the reasons I, I think that helped me my whole life was. You know, when I ran away, I didn't have anybody to help me. Like I said, my until mm. I turned 18, I had to really hide because I didn't want, you know, to be picked up, you know, by juvie or whatever and take forced to go back home. I didn't have people to fall back on to tell me that won't work or, or whatever, you know, family and that sort of thing. And then as I got older, too, you know, I was in the same situation. I, I just didn't surround myself by people who said you can't. I mean, you want to be around people that encourage you and say that you can, you know, but the important thing, remember, is that you have a plan. You can't just blindly jump into stuff. Oh, I hope I make it. You know, I'm going to jump into the ocean and try to swim across. I hope I make it to the other side. And you really need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? Okay, I've got a plan B, plan C. Uh, on what I can do there. So that's, I think that's the biggest problem most people have. They just don't have the confidence to get out there and do it. I suppose if they have the confidence, then the, the plan can follow. They can always create a plan. A plan can be made. Sure. And plans are always changed anyway. I mean, things happen, you know, all sorts of things can be thrown at you and life can throw some interesting curveballs. But it's having the confidence to, to know that whatever is thrown in your direction, you can deal with it mm -hmm. um, and you can handle the situation. I think a lot of people are living in fear. And as Bob Proc, the late Bob Proctor says, most people are tiptoeing towards their graves, hoping they arrive to the graves very safely. Mm -hmm. That's, they're, they're too afraid to take any risks and that's why they're tiptoeing right. through life. Whereas I think, I think you, as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to take calculated risks i think this is what you the word you're coming out with in terms of plan is you take risks but you've taken calculated risks right so if assess the situation that okay did the pros and cons say this is what i want to achieve this is what it requires and this is what i need to put out and this is the risk mm -hmm. i'm going to take and right. when you go from that point of view of course you're still taking a risk but then because it's calculated mm -hmm. you're you're more prepared to any of the you know um, well the the curveballs as i call it <laughs> that can right. be thrown in your direction mm -hmm. 
And so let's talk about the 2008 crash. Now that that wiped out a lot of people. I've interviewed quite a few people on this podcast and there, um, this one particular person comes to mind, you know, he lost everything um, uh, in, during the crash. How did you survive the 2008 crash? Well, I think part of that goes back to how I ran my business. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that I got divorced in, in, in uh, 2010 mm. uh, and I made it through the crash, but didn't make it through the divorce. It's interesting how that stuff works. <laughs> uh, and, and that was just, we were set up. Everything was cash flow and had diversified a little bit. We had some rentals. We had some seller finance notes. We did some fix and flips and then we didn't spend everything we made. We banked a lot of money. So, you know, we'd been putting a lot towards some. We had several free and clears. We were able to liquidate stuff and, and, and take care of things that way. Again, it's planning, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, the divorce is where I lost everything because, you know, lawyers are very expensive. And it's, it's really funny. You said you were an attorney. Uh, back in the day, I, I'm guessing. I think you said financial, so you're you weren't a family lawyer. No, no, I'm a banking finance um, lawyer. Yeah. My experience is very twisted when regarding family attorneys, especially mm-hmm. divorce attorneys. My experience with them is if they know their significant assets, they're not going to try to settle quickly. No, <laughs> they're no. going to try to. They, you know, they'll drag it out. Of course they will. Yeah. It, it's it's billable hours, and it's a lot right. of hours. It's a lot of a, a lot, of, lot of money. Right. As long as they're assets, they're they're going to to do that sort of thing. So in the end, everything was pretty much liquidated to pay them, to pay receivers, and and everything like that. But so so I started basically from zero again in 2010. I actually mm-hmm. moved out of the country. I moved to Belize, lived there for several years, started my business again, uh, but started it from a remote perspective then, which is how I put together the business plan that I have now, which is completely different than the one I had before. Mm. Uh, We focus entirely on seller financing and we buy properties by taking over payments and we sell them with seller financing. So uh, it's a lot less uh, labor intensive. You don't have tenants to deal with and that sort of thing. But the 2008, most of my friends that lost everything lost it because they were fully leveraged uh, with terms that weren't stable. Uh, They had investor type loans that adjust frequently or they can be called due at any time. And that's what got a lot of people in trouble, especially when the property values dropped. Yeah. Uh, What we focus on uh, and even in in those times focused on as far as acquisitions was taking over payments. We call it sub two. And those are long term fixed rate loans generally at much lower interest rates than investors pay. So we didn't have to worry about loans being adjusted uh, and we didn't have to worry about uh, loans being called at the end of a 12-month period or three-year period. So we didn't have those issues. Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. But in either situation, it's it's having a, having a plan from, right. from your point of view, which is calculated risks and taking um, a broad picture of what you want to achieve and then finding a plan to to make it happen. But right. having the 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 confidence to implement it. I think that the confidence is a key here. From, mm-hmm. from everything you described so far, you've had this idea that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then you've put, put a plan in motion and decided and worked on it. Even the idea, and this, this makes sense because if, if a 15-year-old boy can save money to, to prepare himself to leave home, then I can see a gentleman, you know, you know, in 2010 thinking, okay, I need to start from scratch. 
let's put a planning motion, let's do this and just do A, B and C and let's get to it. And, and obviously we're speaking on, over here again. So it makes sense because that's who you are as a person. But this is a mindset thing that you have. I can do it. I can achieve it. I'm going to make this happen. And I'm going to use and plan A. If that doesn't work, it's plan B. If that doesn't work, it's plan C. But we are going to do it and I'm going to achieve it. And this is what I think a true entrepreneur right. um, really is, is a key to being a, a, a true entrepreneur, in, especially in this day and age. Well, so, I think... I think the difference, you're talking about entrepreneurs, just the general population, the general population can give you, if you suggest something to them, and I see this happen all the time, mm-hmm. if, if I, a friend or, or just an acquaintance or whatever, you have a conversation with them and they're like, well, I wish I could do this. And you give them 10 different ways to do it. They'll shoot down every one yeah. because there are a thousand reasons they can't do it. An entrepreneur, I think a real one they ask themselves, how can I do this? What can I put in place to make this happen? And people, I think, have this false idea about a pathway to a goal. It's rarely a straight line. Most of the time, there are a million twists and turns. People don't see that. They say, well, William just said he was going to do this and he just did it. Well, what you don't see are all the times this didn't work. So I went that way and then that Mm -hmm. didn't work. So I went this way. But ultimately, I did make it to that goal. And all along the way, I could have quit at any time, but I said, no, there's another way to make this thing work. So let's just try this for a while. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. There is no such thing as a straight line to your, to your goal. And I always say this, and it shouldn't be either because the, the purpose of living is not getting from goals, one first goal and second goal, goal A, B, and C. It's about growth. So mm-hmm. as Bob Proctor says, you know, this, of course, we need a certain amount of money to live, you know, to pay for our bills and, you know, you know shelter and uh, right. food and clothing and whatnot. But the, uh, after a certain amount of money, it's not the money we're after. It's not the material goals, material goods that we're after, material goals. It's actually the growth, the, the growth that you ha- that happens in you as a person. This is important, and this is what we're after, and this is what the universe wants you to have as well: is to live and to grow and to expand and to truly live. And you have to have these. You have to have these. I mean, who wants life that's so boring? You know, I've I've planned to buy twelve houses. Let me go and buy twelve houses, and it makes it as simple as that. If it, life was so simple, honestly, I think we'd be very bored. Uh-huh. <laughs> we need to have some curveballs <laughs> thrown in to make it interesting. Well, on that note, uh, William, we're going to wrap up. Um, any parting comment, any a piece of advice for some budding entrepreneurs, people who are already working um, either in real estate or people who want to come into real estate? Any piece of last piece of advice for them? Well, I would just say that real estate is great. I, I'll tell you, I was... I was 37 years old when I bought, bought my first investment property. I got started very late. I, I hate all the time that I didn't get started when I was 20 years old. I mean, you know, it's, it's just been amazing. Uh, the biggest piece of advice I have for anyone, not just people that want to get into real estate, is what we've been talking about here for the last few minutes. And that's just that if you want to accomplish something, you can do it. It's, but you do need a plan. Don't just jump out and say, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to quit my job and run out here and do all these things. Be sensible about it, but make forward progress every day. Do something every day toward getting to that goal. Okay. And, and don't let people tell you, you can't do it. Maybe they can't. Okay. Maybe it's not possible for them, but it is possible for you if you really want to do it. Awesome. Fantastic. And so, William, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? 
Uh, I'm easy to find on uh, Facebook, of course, uh, you know, William Tingle. Uh, our website is sub2deals.com. That's S-U-B, the number two deals.com. Uh, you can, we offer a couple of different coaching programs, uh, $7coaching.com. We offer the least expensive uh, one-on-one sort of, I'll answer your questions directly, coaching out there. Uh, and then sub two max SUB, the number two max, which is our premium coaching program. We give uh, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, one-on-one coaching, a mastermind uh, three times a year, just all kind of cool stuff, uh, super affordable. And um, I'll show you how to do what I do every day. Okay, wonderful. So um, the links that William has, well, if you if you listen to us on the podcast, those links will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, once again, we'll have those links for you. Go check out William Tingle. He is amazing and a fabulous person and has a wonderful story. <laughs> As we've just gone through his life, his, his life himself, life journey itself is, is a journey, is a story in itself. Thank you so much, William, for being such an amazing guest on Friday Future. Well, we have to have you back on Money Talkies. We have to you know pick your brain in terms of you know how we um can get started in real estate or improve our portfolios so please come back on money talkies but thank you so much for being a guest today well thanks girl for having me it's been a pleasure thank you so much and thank you for listening to me and william today i will be back with another amazing guest on friday feature showcasing their life asking them how they change their life by changing their mindset until the next time we meet this is girl Khan signing off take care and bye for now If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.